Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Stacking the Box. To subscribe, hit us up on Google Play or iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you. Here is Stacking the Box. Time to go around the league. Week six, Josh Hill, fan-sided editor, director, NFL expert, dominator. Good to see you, Hill. Yes, yes, yes. We start with Thursday night, which seems like a year ago. The Patriots and the Giants, 35-14. Tom Brady passing. Peyton Manning, Bill Belichick giving him the football. Brady was super appreciative of that. Uh, but you're a little concerned that Tom Brady's actually starting to show signs of his age. Yeah, I mean, this happens to everybody. It happened to Peyton Manning a couple of years ago where he's, his arm just stopped working the way it used to work. And, you know, go figure, guys age out of their prime. It happens. But one thing that the Broncos had that year when they won the Super Bowl was an incredible defense. And this year, the Patriots seem as though they have one of the best defenses Tom Brady has ever had when he's been in New England. So the question is, can he continue to play up to where he needs to? And is this defense actually legit? They haven't actually played a good offense yet. I think that the Patriots are the best team in football until they prove otherwise, though. Yeah, I don't think anyone's arguing that right now. They certainly uh, haven't proven that they can beat the best, but they keep on winning. The Giants turned it over four times, three picks for Daniel Jones, who's obviously going to get a chance to play the rest of the way here. Where are we at with the Giants' young quarterback? Uh, He's human. Go figure. He's a rookie. Go figure even more. But Golden Tate played really well, and when Saquon Barkley comes back, I think the offense is at least going to be fun to watch. And it's all about his development at this point. If he continues to take steps, he doesn't need to take strides, just steps in this first year, I think that he's going to be all right and the Giants are going to be all right. All right, moving on to the 49ers and the Rams, 20-7 to San Francisco. Oh, yeah. A lot of people myself did not think the 49ers were getting through this game undefeated but that defense was on display yesterday I've seen Jared Goff look bad but I've never seen him look that bad uh so San Francisco is for real you call him the best team in the NFC uh I would yeah because that defense is insane I mean it's either the first or second ranked defense in a lot of different categories they have the best secondary in football and one of the best running defenses in football and they're built to beat the Patriots in the playoffs and I don't know if that's by design or it just happened that way but they also have a lot of depth and that's the way that the Eagles won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago and also in all of this, we were, we've been told that Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan were going to reinvent offenses in football. Sean McVay kind of beat them to that punch, but that defense yesterday on Sunday beat Sean McVay's offense to a pulp, and that is what you need to watch. The, the 49ers are for real, and if you're not taking them seriously now, I mean, what are you even watching? You concerned the Rams are going to miss the playoffs? Uh, they might, but I still think that they're one of the best teams in the NFC, which is a weird dichotomy for them, but... Don't count them out quite yet. I think they've been figured out more than people want to admit, though. Three and three. Nobody thought the Rams would be at that point after six weeks, but that's where they're at. <laughs> Panthers 37, the Bucks 26. Kyle Allen, give the guy some credit here. Where, where, are the, where are we at with the quarterback situation in Carolina going forward? Uh, we are in a good spot if you're the Carolina Panthers because a healthy Cam Newton is better than a healthy Kyle Allen. But right now, a healthy Kyle Allen is leading this team 
on a complete turnaround. And the defense looked good yesterday. They forced uh, six turnovers against the Buccaneers. And if Cam Newton can come back healthy, he's one of the best quarterbacks in football. And people seem to forget that he's underrated tremendously because he's been injured for most of his career. But if he's healthy and this defense can play the way it's playing right now, I mean, they went to the Super Bowl a handful of years ago playing the same type of football that they can play this year. I thought one of the most impressive things about that game is Christian McCaffrey did not have a huge game on the ground. He got in the end zone a couple of times, but only mm-hmm. rushed for 31 yards on 22 carries. And yet you still put up 37 because of that D and an, an efficient yep. Kyle oh, yeah. Allen. Uh, as for the Bucks, who are now sitting at two and four, the Jameis watch is continuing. Where do we see Jameis Winston playing football next year? If you had to bet right now, not in Tampa, and it'll probably be somewhere like Oakland or Denver. Uh, if the Panthers somehow get rid of Cam Newton, he might go to Chicago. But if you're the Bears and you're looking at Mitchell Trubisky and Jameis Winston, like which way are you going to go? It's not a great option, but I don't think that Winston's going to be back in Tampa. He can't have more games like he's had this week and he's had far too many of them i know the front office is in on him but you got to cut bait at some point and that you just uh, ryan pace is the bears general manager's <laughs> ear just perked up in in chicago really we're, we're getting one of those two but maybe they're thinking that way uh with the Wobagon mitchell trubisky all right seahawks 32 the browns 28 should we give the nvp award to russell wilson right now does he ever make a mistake this guy's unbelievable, man. I, He's I, insane. If we're talking about underrated talent, underrated appreciation, I, I mean, Russell Wilson is the flat. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Ag bearer for that. He has done things in Seattle that quarterbacks would have just been destroyed by, but he somehow continuously makes this team good and brings them to the playoffs. He is why they are as good as they are right now. The Legion of Boom is gone. This is Russell Wilson's team, and we saw against the Browns exactly what kind of quarterback he can be. You can bring him back, or he can bring his team back, and he can make them legit contenders, which is what they are. So Russell Wilson, to me, is far and away the MVP right now. I mean, it's not even a question. Let's flip it to the other side in Cleveland and Baker, and who's Mm -hmm. not the MVP and I think we're seeing some flaws here, clearly, uh, with the mechanics. Yeah. And I'm not sure exactly what you do as far as the Browns are concerned, but I think there's got to be a – I mean, I was, I was up here with Baker, and, I, and, and now I'm more way, way closer to the middle, if not below the middle, with, with where he's yeah. going. I think that's where a lot of people need to be. That's where people should have been. I mean, the Browns are exactly what they are. They are a team with a first-year head coach and a second-year quarterback, and they're still trying to figure things out. They added a lot of new pieces in the offseason. It takes a while for things to assimilate together, and they're having struggles. And the offense actually looked better than it has all season long against the Seahawks. So there is upward trajectory happening here for Cleveland. So there's positive movement here. I don't, And also, that NFC, the AFC North is still a very winnable division. So if you're a Browns fan, don't panic yet. Find the encouraging signs on Sunday because they're there. All right. Best game of the week. Oh, yeah. Texans 31, the Chiefs 24. Kansas City roared out to a 17-3 lead. Everyone was puffing out the Patrick Mahomes chest. (laughs) And here comes, what do they call him in college? Oh, yeah, Michael Jordan at Clemson. Deshaun Watson and, uh, or uh, rather, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Thank you very much. I got that right. Deshaun Watson just rolling. (laughs) I just, I don't know. I'm getting my Watson and Mahomes in my head all all mixed up. But so he was great yesterday leading him back as per usual, showing the adept feet to get in the Mm -hmm. end zone. And uh, and it's just a winner, man. That that yes. w- w- that is. Uh, what does this mean as far as the Texans are concerned? I guess. And and you got to feel great. You do. If 
You just, really he, do. He's been able to stay healthy and, yeah, uh, and the performance. Well, the biggest problem with Deshaun Watson has always been how far is he going to be held back by Bill O'Brien. And we saw on Sunday if Bill O'Brien can stay out of his own way and not make any dumb coaching decisions, Watson can bring them back. And he's showed this before in his career. And we finally saw on Sunday it's a big game. in a It's a road environment against a Super Bowl contender, and he brings them back. This Watson-Mahomes rivalry, this is Manning-Brady for the new generation. I mean, that's really what the big takeaway here is. And Watson got the first win here. And it's, I think you have to take the Texans seriously as a contender because of Deshaun Watson. If O'Brien can stay out of his way, the Texans are a very good team. Chiefs fans right now, two losses in a row yeah. at home too. Don't panic yet. You're maybe at a four and a half out of ten on the panic scale. Because you still have Patrick Mahomes. Like, he can go out on Thursday against the Broncos and throw for 500 yards and five touchdowns, and we're having a completely different conversation next week about how Mahomes is back. He has that ankle problem, too. So he's not completely healthy at the moment. The defense is concerning, but that's been the case before. The defense was bad last year. I would say it was worse than it was this year last year, and they still went to the AFC Championship game. So I wouldn't panic quite yet if I'm a Chiefs fan because you have Patrick Mahomes, and that's I mean, what else do you need? The, the one thing about it, though, you, you did get Tyreek Hill back this week. That's and, big. And, and, and 24 points is not nothing, but you were kind of expecting the offense to re-explode Kansas City style, and that didn't quite he happen. He had an average game. He's going to have these. Even Tom Brady loses games. Like, they happen. Still threw three touchdown passes, too. Yeah. All right, not the game of the week, but certainly an entertaining one for the battle for the number one overall draft pick, the Redskins and the Dolphins, <laughs> 17-16. Dolphins going for two in the win, man. I love it. Uh, I love it. So Ryan Fitzpatrick plays in the fourth quarter. You're yep. down 17-3. You end up with a chance to uh, win the football game. You don't play Fitzpatrick going forward, though, do you? I mean, maybe. I mean, the big takeaway from that is that it's good for Josh Rosen that he got benched because this is a guy who, for some reason, has fires lit inside of his belly continuously, whether it's he's passed on in the draft, he was traded after one year in Arizona, he was benched to start the season, then started, then he's benched again. It wasn't a good game that he played, but I think if you're the Dolphins, the tank is on. Just go with Fitzmagic the way through. And I like that they went for two because you are... If you're, you're, you go with Fitzmagic, though, it's, the tank is not on. Fitzmagic will will some wins together, man. That's why they call him yeah, Fitzmagic. I, I, think, I mean, I, he didn't will a win yesterday. If, if he had played for four quarters, he probably, probably would have won the football Maybe. game. I mean, we'll, we'll end up finding that out. But I, I like what the Dolphins are doing as far as going for two and just owning the tank. Like, I mean, just go for it. It right. is what it is. The battle for the number one draft pick. We move on to the Redskins and the Dolphins. 17-16 Redskins pull it out, avoiding Fitzmagic and the two-point conversion. How about Miami going for the win, man? That was that I was awesome. It. Great entertainment. I uh, love it. Every everything about it, I love it. Because if you're Brian Flores, what are you playing for? Like, you're gonna get the number one overall pick. Your season is lost. The tank is on. You've been transparent about that from the start. So just go for two. Either you get the win, and congratulations, you've avoided going 0 and 16, or you lose and you continue your trek to uh, one of the worst seasons in football you history. You think they were going? What's the worst play we can possibly call? Well, the play call was disgusting, but the idea of going for two, I actually really. I, like. I think they called the worst play they could possibly call. That even if he catches it, there's there's 17 guys that are going to be right there to tackle him. So let's just do that so we can make sure we lose. They all stopped playing. Flores was getting the call from the bat phone up top, man. He's go for two and miss it, and we're getting the number one pick. What are you doing? And don't ever play Ryan Fitzpatrick again. Uh, what about the Redskins? Bill Callahan. It's a different Redskins team, man. No, it's I'm kidding. not a different Redskins team. <laughs> what about Bill Callahan? I mean, they're, they're also one of the worst teams in football, and they're going to have to go out and find a new head coach in the offseason. 
this is a weird game that it's like what are the what are the takeaways from it like they're both bad teams the dolphins are worse than the redskins and it's like i don't i really don't know how to feel about this and if you're a redskins fan what hope do you have to look forward to because no matter who they hire the history says daniel snyder is not going to handle it well and it's just going to end the same way it has with you know norm turner joe gibbs jay gruden all these other guys it's just history repeats itself tough times tough times in washington all right vikings and eagles talking about something that did change mm-hmm. uh, Kirk Cousins with his, I call it his best game as a Viking, certainly his best yep. game of the year. 38-20 Minnesota over Philly. Uh, could this be a new Kirk Cousins, if you will, that they finally figured it out? Or Stephon Diggs is all of a sudden a happy guy again, getting in the end zone. Did the Vikings figure it out yesterday? Uh, I think they're on their way to figuring it out. Kirk Cousins has these games before in the past where he's shown flashes of being the guy who can either come back from being down or he can put together an offensively impressive game i don't know which is the real Kirk cousin the one that we've seen so far this season or really for his entire tenure with the vikings or what we saw against the eagles i would hope it's what we saw against philadelphia but who's to say the vikings paid 84 million dollars for him to play like this all the time not once every four weeks Philly now tied with the Cowboys, who are in, have their own issues. Uh, both three and three up top the NFC East. So we're not in like playoff danger here. That 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 division is brutal, mm-hmm. uh, but certainly not living up to expectations right now. No, it, the the Super Bowl picks for the Eagles have aged extremely poorly, and that's I don't I really don't know why. I mean Carson Wentz doesn't look that great. I feel like the Super Bowl hangover took a couple of years to get around to Philly because they went to the playoffs last year. They looked pretty good, but now their depth has been tested, and that was one of their strengths. It's why they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I just, Philly, I think that they're still one of the best teams in the AFC. I think that they're probably a wild card team, but they're definitely, their stock is way down from where it was before the season. Making the playoffs in the NFC is going to be a tough go, man. You got a it lot. It is, but they're in the NFC East. And, right. You know, for them, yes. But that's, you, that's, that's the end. You end. got a 5 1 Seattle yeah. team. You got a 4 and 2 Panther team. Well, they can four make the playoffs. Vikings I don't team. think they're going to make a run in the playoffs, right. but they'll be participants. All right. Mo- moving along from the Eagles and the Vikings, we go to the Saints and the Jags. Uh, okay, the Gardner Minshew uh, excitement might be a little bit dwindled here. Saints 13, the Jaguars 6. Uh, the Saints got the Bears coming up here. Can they keep rolling without Drew Brees right now? What do we think with Teddy? Uh, I think so. I mean, it's really intriguing to play Drew Brees against the Bears just because you want to throw out your best quarterback. If he's not 100%, though, I don't see a reason why you would rush him back and not continue playing Teddy Bridgewater, who looks fantastic. I mean, the Saints are unstoppable with him. And that's just a testament to how tight of a team that they are, how well constructed they are from top to bottom, the coaching staff, from offense, from quarterback to the last guy on special teams. This is the most complete team in football, and they continue to prove that no matter what adversity is thrown their way. Gardner Minshew, 14 of 29, threw a pick, quarterback rating of 51. That's QBR of 16. Come on. I, I, I I still love you, Gardner. But when we're talking about the Jaguars, uh, do we still believe they're a playoff team with uh, their their quarterback slash everything else situation? I do. I mean, thirteen points allowed to the Saints. That's that's not bad. I mean, right. they were it, they were in the game the entire way. It's just a matter of can Gardner Minshew keep playing up to the magic level that he's played so far? And I think he can. I don't think that they're Super Bowl contenders. I think this is the first step in really constructing something special next year with Gardner Minshew. But I mean, the AFC South. It's all right. I mean, we talked about the Texans are better than we thought that they were going to be. The wild card isn't out of the question. That defense is still good. I d- don't count the Jaguars out just yet. 
I you love played a good dr- game against I... one of the NFC's best teams. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving, let me say it again. Seriously, put down your phone. That is so unsafe. If you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving, you could save money with Progressive Snapshot. But saving or not, just put it down. <clears throat> and if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. I like that you're already looking forward to the next, to the sophomore season. Oh, I'm ready. Of, of, I need more stash of, in my life. Of, of Gardner Minshew, which is, <laughs> which is just awesome. All right, we, we move along as we bring in the Bungles and the Ravens, 23-17. Uh, Lamar Jackson getting it done. Not, not, not. Uh, you know, when you beat Cincinnati in in a game like that, it's not exactly uh, no. what what you want. But still, a win is a win is a win. Would you call him the best quarterback in the AFC North? I would. And even if Ben Roethlisberger was healthy, I'd probably say that he's the best quarterback in the AFC North. Baker Mayfield's not having that great of a year. Andy Dalton's whatever in Cincinnati, and then the Steelers are on their third string quarterback. And that you know, we'll talk about that later. But I would say that Lamar Jackson is easily the best quarterback in the AFC North, and he continues to prove people wrong. Every week people say, oh, he's going to be on the other side of this magical start that he's had. He's a running quarterback. He can't pass. And he continues to win games for the Ravens, and that's all you need right now. Well, you do worry about, like, you know, if you're running it 19 times, you know, mm-hmm. and I, granted it was incredible. I mean, he ran for eight yards of carry, 150-plus yards. But you're, at some point, you're going to get clipped, man. That, mean, yeah, that's true, because that's what happened to Cam Newton. But also, it didn't stop Michael Vick from being an incredibly special quarterback. And lest we forget how special Lamar Jackson was in college, he's starting to get back to that now that he's finding his groove with the Ravens. Andy Dahl was brutal yesterday. The Bengals are 0-6. What the, the brutal, hell? The, the Bengals are brutal. <laughs> so, so what do you, I mean... Uh, how do you play out the rest of the season right now? You're 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 more than done. You're in the you're full in the tank mode. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to squeeze out of it, if anything? The Bengals are my dark horse pick to get the number one overall pick because the Dolphins are going to win a game at some point, and the Redskins already won a game, and so did the Jets. So the Bengals. They are the dark horse to get the number one pick. And then what do you do? Do you go, you try to rebuild on defense? Do you take a quarterback? Do you wait until next year and take Trevor Lawrence and bring him into Cincinnati? And the future is what it's all about for the Bengals right now. And if you're a Bengals fan, don't get depressed about what's happening right now. The losing sucks, I know. But the future, focus on that. Focus on the building blocks because it's all going to come around. Incredible game as we move along to the Cardinals and the Falcons. 34-33. Rough one for you. One win Atlanta. Matt Bryan. Four touchdowns, man. But yes, uh, oh, go ahead. Give, give me, give me your, give me your Matt Ryan thoughts right now as, as the Falcons cascade towards the bottom of the NFL as well. I mean, they blow, they blew up this team once before to try and figure out if they can get a Super Bowl out of Matt Ryan when they fired Mike Smith and hired Dan Quinn. Now a couple years later, where history is repeating itself, where the cycle has moved back to the start, where we're wondering if we need to fire Dan Quinn, and the answer is a resounding yes. They need to move on from him at the end of the year, especially when you have Jay Gruden out there who can come in, and he's a quarterback's guy. Maybe Mike McCarthy comes in. You're playing for it within Matt Ryan's window. You paid him gobs of money. You've been to one Super Bowl with him. you got to find a guy. That's why I really, really, really like Jay Gruden in Atlanta next year. I think he's their head coach. Be, uh, and show me what he can do with Matt Ryan. Uh, 
Hey, I, I think Matt Ryan would sign up for that. Oh, yeah. but, uh, but let's talk Kyler Murray, man. That's He's uh, fun. God, I love Kyler Murray. One of like maybe top three fun guys in the NFL right now, I, I would say. Uh, and you know, he had three touchdowns mm-hmm. and uh, quarterback rating 128, 340 yards. And I don't know how he does it. I don't know. How, you're like you. You look at the dude. Like hey, man, you're. I don't even know if you're five eight, and mm-hmm. here you are dominating in the league. Dominating is a little over the top, but he's not the, dominating. But, but he, the, the Cardinals look like they made the right choice here. This was a this was a great gamble, and they're winning. Well, for now, yeah, it reminds me a lot of the Baker Mayfield hype from last year, where he comes in and everybody's like, "Oh, Baker Mayfield, he's the right guy." Of course, the Browns took him number one overall. I want to see what Kyler Murray looks like next year, but. Let's live in the moment, and let's live in how awesome Kyler Murray is in this air raid offense. I mean, they're winning games, and if, even if they're losing, they're losing at a high volume of scoring, and that's incredibly fun in a league where we always try to wax poetic about defensive battles and this and that. Kyler Murray is just fun, and we can just embrace that and enjoy that. The Cardinals don't need to be Super Bowl contenders for us to say, you know what? I want to watch Kyler Murray this. And it's like league passing it in the, in the NBA. They're like the Sacramento Kings. They're not good, but they can be entertaining. I would call them like the young Golden State Warriors. You got like a, a young, That's uh, a little, little Steph action. All right, Denver and Tennessee, 16 zip. Mm-hmm. The, the Vic Fangio <laughs> defense is starting to show up in, in Denver. The Broncos have had a, a bunch of tough losses yep. this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really a better than 2-14. and 14. And Marcus Mariota, Ryan Tannehill, you can both try, but you will not dent the scoreboard mm-hmm. uh, so i don't know the, i think you think the broncos have uh, should should be tanking but th- this is a team that actually i think they could end up eight and eight denver i don't know i, I mean eight and eight's lofty they have lost a lot of close games but it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if they end up with like another top five pick because you do have a defensive mind in vic fangio who can kind of get back to where that team was in 2015 where it was one of the best defenses in football, and they won a Super Bowl for that. And he's been in Chicago, so he knows what a good defense looks like with a bad quarterback. So he can go to bat and say, let's get the right guy in here. It's not Joe Flacco. Maybe it's Drew Locke. We don't know. But who knows what the quarterback market looks like this offseason? Maybe Phillip Rivers goes rogue and comes to Denver and plays with that defense. Maybe that's where Cam Newton ends up. Like if, if If you're a Broncos fan, there's a lot to look forward to next season. But tanking now isn't the worst thing in the world if you want to salvage what's left of you know Von Miller's career and how good that defense can be. Yeah, I, they're not going to do that though. But uh, no, but look. I mean, if they keep losing these close games, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't pull my hair out about it. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. To have some perspective, yeah. long your see your future, be your future yeah. long term. Hill, I got it. Uh, who are you starting at quarterback if you're Tennessee? <laughs> Ryan Tannehill. I think Marcus Mariota is done, and he should have been done a long time ago. And I don't know if that's because he's never had the offensive system that has been able to cater to his strengths but we haven't seen enough out of him to say you know what he needs to keep starting and if ryan Tannehill is replacing you who hasn't necessarily had a hall of fame career the writing is on the wall there and that's another guy who's going to be playing somewhere else next year do you remember when uh, as we move on do you remember when the cowboys were three and oh i do i remember when they had one of the best offenses in football do you remember when the cowboys hadn't lost the new york jets uh go jets 24 22 uh, the Jason Garrett conversation is in full California wildfire conversation. As it should be, uh, as it should be you say. so. Uh, but Jerry Jones, of course, is saying, don't put it on, Garrett. we got a lot of problems, buddy. So 
is could this will this be the end of Garrett at the end of the season, or are the Cowboys going to turn this around and Garrett will somehow, uh, some way, still be the head coach? I mean, I it should have been the end of Jason Garrett last year, but they played so Two well down ago, the stretch that ago. I mean, that's the kind of the perpetual question. There was a good tweet on Sunday. I think Will Kane tweeted out where he's like, Jerry Jones fired Tom Landry on day one, and he's like married to Jerry Jones for like the last decade, and he continues to be. And I don't know where this loyalty came from. Like, I get it, Jason Garrett was on those '90s Cowboys teams. Jerry Jones is a loyal guy. But at what cost? We're now at a point where maybe if this thing continues to go south, Kellen Moore coached well enough at the beginning of the season. Jerry Jones is a loyal guy, and we're going off that logic. Jason Garrett's out. Kellen Moore comes up. He's a young, offensive-minded head coach. He's in-house. The Cowboys don't have to go out and get him. Sean Payton's not going to come to town anytime soon. That's kind of maybe what he was banking on. So I think if this thing continues to go, if they go 8-8, eight and eight, if they miss the playoffs, Jason Garrett's gone. Kellen Moore, he's the new head coach. I, 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 especially I, if you invest in Dak. I think that's a, a great call right there. Yeah. Uh, and Jerry can spin that in a, in a mm-hmm. way that's sort of, I, I yeah. think, easy for him to digest or easy enough for him to digest. Yeah. Sam Darnold. That dude understands the offense, knows knows what he's doing on there. Here's a young quarterback that's seemingly coming into his own. He is, and we saw on Sunday against the Cowboys exactly why the Jets wanted him and why he's so important. I mean, look at what that team looked like without him, and then look look at what they are right when he comes back in, when he's reinserted into that offense. He's one of the best young quarterbacks in football, and I think we're going to have to, at the end of the season, revisit the conversation we had last year where we're assessing that class where Baker Mayfield was running away with all the hype. I think that Sam Darnold, when we have some time to look back on things, is going to be probably the best quarterback out of that group. My favorite moment from Sunday Night Football as we wrap it up, Steelers 24, the Chargers 17. The Philip Rivers. Oh, his attack. The on the attack. Well, and and the 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 pass slash lateral slash. Okay, I'm just gonna yeah, pick this that? up and run into the end zone. While eighty percent of the stadium's going nuts because they're all Steelers fans, uh, a team without a home. It was just. Uh, I mean, I don't know. We were out, I was actually out to dinner last night watching this. Like, can you put on the World Series? I mean, the American League Championship Series. Like, come on, man. Do we really have to watch Chargers Steelers? But it was on, so I saw it. Uh, I, I I don't know where I don't know what this means for Philip Rivers and company, but this is a Chargers team that's going to miss the playoffs. I think it's over. Oh my God, it's on. That's such a good uh, justification for watching that game. It's just on. Philip Rivers. Um, I know I've said a bunch of times. Quarterbacks are going to be on the move in the offseason. But this is going to be a very interesting offseason because a lot of contracts are up. There's a lot of veteran guys who are going to be on the move. Phillip Rivers is a restrict, unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. And if you want to talk about things going south and a guy wanting out, I mean, they couldn't stop talking about how he's never played in a Super Bowl on that broadcast on Sunday night. If I'm, you, know, you talked about Ryan Pace's ears perking up with J, uh, Jameis Winston and Cam Newton. If I'm Ryan Pace and Phillip Rivers is a free agent, back up the Brinks truck because that is a mutual coming together of a team that has a good defense that needs a quarterback and a quarterback that's never had a team good enough to bring him to the Super Bowl, bring them together. And that is because Philip Rivers in, in Los Angeles. I mean, we've seen this story how many different times over his career, and it's frustrating to see be, him not get to where he should be for as good of a career as he's had. Uh, you're getting me excited about potential solutions for the Bears. I, lo- I, like- I, I mean, that's, that's just a fantastic solution. Philip Rivers in Chicago, give him a couple of years, a three-year deal or something like that. Pay him a Kirk Cousins type of guaranteed contract. Mitch, you're the backup. And throw him out there against that defense. The Bears, it's not a matter of if they win a Super Bowl. It's how many do they win with wow, the Bears. Wow, wow. Okay. Like, that's incredible. Uh, well, we'll see, we'll see how great. I don't. 
Chicago will have the appetite to do that. I'd, I'd be amazed. Uh, any, any props you want to give to Mike Tomlin and the Steelers for getting a win on the road, now two wins? Mike Tomlin, you mean the uh, coach of the year? Because, my God, the, the Steelers should not be winning games like they won on Sunday night with a third-string quarterback, with all the things that have happened to them. But we saw this when Antonio Brown was traded in the offseason, and then less than a few months later, he's out of the league. This is the Steelers are one of the best run organizations in football. And Mike Tomlin continues to be one of the best coaches in football. And we just, for some reason, don't talk about that or don't notice that. And then he does things like this, where he, Ben Roethlisberger's out for the year, Mason Rudolph. Oh, okay. We're actually kind of in a position where they should have beat the 49ers. They should have beat the uh, Ravens. But then the Ravens game, we had a third string quarterback in there. And now they win on Sunday night in prime time with a third stringer. Like Mike Tomlin is just incredible. He keeps doing this and i hope that the steelers don't part ways with him at the end of the year because he's the type of guy you fire your head coach to hire mike tomlin coach of the year book it i've always i've always appreciate him and uh if i could just hire mike tomlin to just be in my room when i wake up in the morning even via video just to motivate me to go about my day you do things the right way great i will come and crush you like you've never been crushed before no good to see you as we get ready for week seven and uh yes the San Francisco 49ers. We're highlighting, you. We're highlighting you on the way out. That defense is legit. Stack of the box with help. This podcast is brought to you by Fansided. Join our community of over 300 sites, sports, pop culture, and everything in between. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.